Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends. So thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. The question here, what if somebody's doing it to someone else? So I'm thinking of someone I know who basically pins it all on their partner. Are you talking about me? (laughs) (laughs) I fucking love that you said that. I know you're not talking about me. (laughs) Blind spot. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We're going to cut that out. Man, I can't. I should probably start listening to these and see how you edit these. <laughs> you are listening to the new man beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp. Your host is men's coach Trip Lemire. Do you ever feel like you're at war with yourself? Are the blind spots that are holding you back obvious to others? And how can a wall become a potential pathway to get unstuck? Today, my wife Allison and I discuss how so many of us are striving to improve ourselves by going to war with ourselves. And we also explore what ultimately brings us the emotional peace we're hoping that victory will bring. You have your phone off. It's downstairs. It's not off, but it's downstairs. <laughs> so we'll just hear it. I don't even know if we'll hear it. <laughs> you know me. I don't. I barely hear it when I'm right next to it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dragging this morning. I don't. I hope I'm not getting sick. Oh, please don't tell me you're getting sick. I'm not telling you that. I'm telling you that. I hope I'm not getting sick. <laughs> Okay, maybe not either. Maybe I'm just. Did you take the? You don't. Do you on. ever take the emergency stuff? Emergency. Yeah. No counterattack. I don't. Does that upset don't your stomach? It, yeah. It doesn't like. I feel worse if I take stuff I like that. I love that stuff. I feel better. You do. Yeah. All right. Welcome to the new man. Why don't, why don't, yeah. Why don't you? Why don't you do the intro? <laughs> Since you, you never <laughs> listen to the show and you don't know what it sounds. It's always a woman that says it, but. You wouldn't know that anyway. Beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, well, these are different. So I don't know if you're, cons- what are yeah. you calling this series? Is it like a series or is it just, nope, here's more of the podcast. We're going to do it until I don't feel like doing it with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> until you're like, we should name it after me. <laughs> That's what you think I would say that? Yeah. No, it's not <laughs> yeah. The one who loves to be in the spotlight. Um, um, okay. Yeah. Well, so we were talk what we could talk about, what might be kind of fun to talk about. And what we were noticing that forcing things, questions and curiosities wasn't where the juice was. No, forcing is not fun. Never. (laughs) And so, but that's kind of, that kind of sparked a possible something to talk about actually. Mm -hmm. It was more like, what wouldn't we talk about? Or maybe start to look at the things that were outside of that. Yeah, but under the like, I can like, okay, it's titled forcing is not fun, <laughs> right? Like forcing yourself to be one way or to not talk about one thing. Yeah, well, I, one of the things that I that I thought about was that there are things that are in our position. We have similar work, um, and there there when people come to us, they they often can't see well, they can't see their blind spots. That's why they're called blind spots. Yeah, and so we thought we'd maybe talk about the blind spots and what can be rather obvious to others, including us. But in the context of somebody saying, Hey, I really want X, Y, Z in my life. And they can't see the thing that's getting in their way, but it's pretty obvious. The thing that that might be getting in their way. Yeah. And then there's a resistance to address that. Like, well, no, that's not there. Or like, I don't want to see that or whatever. But I always find that that, that thing that they're avoiding is usually a doorway. Yeah, for sure. So, but, um, my God, you are dragging today. Really? <laughs> no, I'm just fucking I was you. like, Oh, I thought, I think I was feeling better. <laughs> I know you totally. I'm blind. I'm just messing with you. I'm blind to my <laughs> dragging. Um, uh, no, that's true. That's that, that's often the case where people I'm thinking of a couple of exchanges I've had in the last few weeks and, one was around New Year's resolutions and somebody wanting to essentially eradicate an aspect of themselves in order to live, you know, the way that they kind of idealize living. And what do you mean? Like, give me an example. Um, like, if I could just get rid of this part of me, then I'd be happy. Not in those words. They didn't know the parts language, but yeah, essentially in those words, like if I could just get rid of this part of me that thinks this way, that feels this way, that wants to do these things, then I, you know, all my problems are solved essentially. And, and, um, and there was no, you know, the, the blind spot is like that that's possible (laughs) (laughs) essentially. (laughs) And I just, I, you know, for me, I'm, Oh, I'm not always, I'm not aware of my blind spots, but I have you in my life to point them out. <laughs> <laughs> With glee. With glee. And uh, yeah. Enthusiastic. Uh, neither of us are immune to blind spots. That's for sure. So it, it, I just, I, I fucking really hate hearing about my blind spots, but I just, <laughs> I'm also at the age now where it's just like, I, to what I, they're there. And I know yeah, they're there. That's right. I just don't know what they are half the time and yeah. until you point them out with glee. <laughs> and then with love. And glee. And glee. <laughs> <clears throat> so, but I think that's great to have friends that are willing to 
to, I, I think about our closest friends and they're the ones that are willing to, to lovingly say, lovingly, yeah. hey, I think you might want to consider this or that, or have you seen it from this angle? And it's like, fuck you, I don't want to look at that. And it's like, oh, there it is. Yeah. Um, okay. So I just want to say that, like, I'm not coming from, I'm not entering this conversation as if I've reached some level where I don't have blind spots or anything. Cause that's, that's ludicrous. for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a break. <laughs> so you can be my ass. I'm going to beat your ass <laughs> with a pillow. Um, <laughs> well, let, let's go in there. Cause I think, I think we just said was really interesting, which is if only I could get rid of this thing about yeah. myself, yeah. then, cause that, that would be it. Right. If I could just get yeah. rid of what, what is the, like, let's think of the things that folks say that if I could just get rid of this part of me, then everything would be great. The um, Well, and, and I mean, that's, that's sort of like, the clearest way I think it gets said. Mm -hmm. um, but I think often there's, there's like, if I can just cut out these behaviors completely, if I can just not want this thing, if I, I mean, it sort of can be languaged in, you know, ways that aren't as clear. It takes a little bit more unpacking to, to, to for the, well, there's nothing the wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with that. You mean with wanting something to, to yeah, a if behavior I could just to be stop. changed? Yeah, if I could just stop yeah, doing this thing. No, there's no problem with that. But typically people that get into, um, I think, the hardcore friction around it where they, they end up ultimately feeling disappointed or or frustrated with themselves or even you know angry and self-critical is when it it's a have to. And if it doesn't, it's not, they're not okay. And so then it becomes a war. And actually the conversation that I had with the person that wanted to eradicate this aspect of themselves, they literally said, I'm at war. Hmm. It's I'm going into it like it's a war. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna, the way to, to solve my problem this year is to go to war with is myself. to go to war and, and eradicate right. the, this aspect of myself. And that I have to say in 30 plus years of all of my psychotherapy and psychology background that never works in my life it just made it way worse like it whatever makes it, it was worse, that i was trying it to do splits like so so to the jar that's a jargony word but but like a split essentially it creates a situation where you shuffed and stuff down an aspect of yourself so much that that aspect of yourself will find a way out one way or another. It will find a way to express itself one way or another. And for most people, I think it it shows up as um, like, oh, I I said I wasn't going to drink and I drank, or mm. or like I said, you know, I said I wasn't going to. I'm a I'm, I'm like a relationship or sex addict, and I said I was going to be monogamous and I wasn't, or you know, like it can show up like that. But it's also denying that I want a thing. Like if that, that's if, what I'm saying about how it never works because there's no, there's not a willingness to really be, turn towards and be with all of yourself, all, all right. of all the aspects of your being, all the ways you need to be expressed or want to be expressed. And there's not a willingness to understand where that even desire, if we were to actually look at like, well, what's behind that desire to drink or to act out sexually or whatever it is. What's behind that? What's there? Let me, let, let me name, let me name, because we're, we're shifting worldviews here. Because okay. the first worldview is um, there are aspects of myself, there's things that I want or there's things that I do that are unacceptable. 
And so I'm going to go to war with them and I'm going to win the, the the bigger, better part of me is going to beat this thing and I will win. And that's the solution. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're shifting into another worldview, which says, hold on a second, trying to beat that thing or trying to get it to go away or mm-hmm. kill it mm-hmm. actually doesn't work. It makes it stronger in a lot of cases. It, it makes yeah. us weaker in a lot of cases yeah. because we're constantly at war with ourselves. Yeah. And so there's an opportunity there there to get um, curious about it yeah. and be with it, yeah. be curious about it, open the doors. Loving and compassionate, ideally. Right, yeah. which is just unimaginable. If you're, right. at, if you're in a war mentality, like you really hate this part of yourself or it's so unacceptable, yeah. it could be just gross. Yeah. Um, so I just want to name that that's a, there's a shift there, which can seem just unbelievable imaginable and I, and I work with people and they're just like when I can have them consider it's like what if we got curious with this party that wants it they're like what I, I don't want to give an inch I, I can't yeah. give an inch here where I'm at war that's right yeah yeah and that and and that's true for people I mean just to be inclusive here that's true for people that have big grief that have big anger, that have big, like just any kind of big feelings inside. Yeah. They're like, I cannot turn towards that or allow even a little bit of it because I'll get lost in it. I'll, I'll, I'll never come out the other side. Like there's a lot of fear there. It's and it and some people are like, no, I'll die. Like they feel like they'll die or get annihilated in some way. I only did that for 12, 13 years <laughs> of my life. So yeah, we, you wouldn't know anything about this, would you? <laughs> But that was it. It was just like, don't go there. Yeah. And don't. And then my life became, uh, don't go anywhere near a conversation. Don't allow a conversation to go anywhere near where that could go. So it was just this constant scanning Mm -hmm. of threats. You know what? That might head down that road. Let's change the subject. Let's put on a happy face. Let's do all this kind of stuff. And and it was exhausting. I mean, there's all really all forms, I think of that. And, and I'm not going to get into it, but this could totally turn into like me talking about how people disrupt intimacy and just break ability, their ability to be closer to other people and themselves. I won't well, go that was true. No, that was true for me. Like I, I couldn't handle intimacy because yeah. uh, it was just, well, if you get close, then I get hurt. And well, even, I mean, it's, it's, it's even as simple as if I do that, if I don't do these other, this other sort of orchestra of that I'm managing here yeah. internally, if I don't, if I, if I actually get present and make connection with you, then I'm, this stuff is going to be here. Mm. It's going to show up see it. and I can't, I don't, I'm not comfortable with that. So I just won't. I'll just interrupt or I'll deflect or I'll whatever. I remember one of the, um, you and I used to facilitate, co-facilitate these men's workshops. And there was an exercise where a man would walk up to a woman and just Mm -hmm. stand there. He wouldn't say anything. And the woman wouldn't know anything about the man. (laughs) That's right. And I remember there was a man. And the scenario, just to create some context, went for the participant the context even for the participant was like, hey, you're just out like at a bar, this, you're at a coffee shop or whatever, and yeah, you're going to walk up to a, a woman It was about dating, wanna, right? It was yeah. about dating relationships, yeah. intimacy, and helping people with that. And then it was like, we're going to help you kind of see maybe what others aren't aren't willing to tell you right. in a loving way right. so that you get a sense of why things may not, may not be going the way you want to. So this this gentleman, and he was he was probably in his 40s at the time, walked up to the woman I was working with 
stood there for all of 15 seconds and I asked her, what do you notice as you stand with this man? And just to pause and say that these women are not all therapists. They're not all no. trained facilitators in necessarily any way. They're just, they're, they're asked to just simply be women to name their experience. Just as what do you women, notice as you, right? as this man stands in front of you? That's it. And she says, I feel immense sadness. And he looked at me and his jaw dropped open and he started to tear up and he's like, I can't believe that. Yeah. Cause he was kind of showing up as Mr. Cool, right? He was, well, he was just putting on the, I'm jolly and I'm happy and whatever. Yeah. And he had not revealed to any of us that he had lost his wife several years mm. earlier to cancer. Mm. And he'd gone through this terrible ordeal in her last years of life. It was awful. Mm. And, he, and he explained it to us and mm. he just started bawling. And it was essentially like that thing that I can't be with. I'm yeah. at war with this. I'm going right. to push this down yeah. and I'm going to go start my life now. Right. I'm going to uh, go be with. Naturally, go, he wants of to, course. to create a connection again, have another relationship after Instantly that. she felt it. Yeah. And he, that was the thing he didn't realize was that as he was walking around, people, whether they could articulate it or not, felt that too. Yeah. We're very sensitive creatures in that mm -hmm. way. And, um, and he was just blown away. Like he, yeah. he just, and I think that was the thing is like, oh, maybe I should work on, you know, maybe I should allow this and work with it mm -hmm. instead of trying to cover it up and push it down. Cause we all sense it to some yeah. degree, to some degree. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, oh, who needed to turn their phone quiet? <laughs> that was yours. <laughs> that was not mine. You said that last time. I don't even have oh, a phone it was, the, it was the computer we're recording <laughs> on. Okay. <laughs> I also just told complete like, you know, pause and just say, I have to give a shout out to Dwayne Mulner and okay. Dewey Freeman and, and those cats that have done so much for being my teachers for this kind of work. Um, cause I know Dwayne is listening. He told he me he, he knows all your blind he spots. He told me that he, yeah, he definitely <laughs> knows all my blind spots for sure. And, but also he, you know, these are, these are people that really taught me a lot that, that I feel like I, I am now teaching others. And so I just want to give a lot of thanks to mm. them for that. Yeah. I thank them. You're a yeah. lot easier to be with. Oh yeah. As are you. <laughs> Do you remember when you first went to go, I introduced you to Dewey and he was like, what are you so angry about? And you were like, what the fuck? What's he talking about? I don't even have any idea what he's talking All about. Right, let's tell that blind. That wasn't, let's <laughs> that just was go a, through trips. That was blind a big spot. blind spot. <laughs> even, I mean, even I was like, I think he's angry, but I don't know. Like you, you did such a good job. That's, and that the only, before we tell that story, I, I, I want to come back to that. You were saying, we don't, we're not always skillful enough. Like the people that notice it, we have that resonance and we might be able to feel that, but we're not always skillful enough to know what it is, is that it's their stuff or that we can even see like, oh, there's something going on over there, right. but we just know it. There's just yeah. something there. Yeah. And we got to watch for projections. And I would say that that's one of the things that we would just allow us. It's like, hey, she might be projecting that's and you right. can take it or leave it. Yeah. It landed for him. It landed yeah. for him. Yeah. Um, in that case. So, um, yeah. but yeah, we'll talk. Okay. So here's a blind spot story. You and I got married. Everything's blissful and amazing, except a part of me was pissed off. That's exactly that right. I settled down and got married. You sure and were. signed up for domestication. I was <laughs> mad as mad. fuck. And I was not, I couldn't see it. I could not see it at the time and I could not allow it, but I was getting more and more depressed. I was losing energy. Yeah, And I think this might've been the first this was like the, probably the first, like, okay, let's test this, his word. Cause when I first met you, 
when I, meaning like when we first talked on the phone across the country, one of the things I asked you, I remember was like, if you ever needed it, like if we ever, if there was ever a time where you needed some extra support, external support, would you get it? And you were like, of course. I did. I got a lot of external support, but the, <laughs> the, I was trying to figure this out. And, and but the thing that at the time I couldn't see the thing I, I could not allow and could not be with was that I somehow made a mistake being with uh-huh. you like and, the and leaving idea my life. that you might have made a that mistake. was the thing that could not i could not be with i couldn't see right? it at the time uh-huh. couldn't even think about that uh-huh. like was of course i haven't made them everything's fucking amazing right well, this is perfect except i'm depressed I'm <laughs> <And> depressed. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah it was my turn to go be with dewey dewey's i remember uh, i brought crush. you to dewey up. no this was i drove up to to the ranch to go be with the horses he does equine i therapy. know but i was there I don't remember. Yes, you being I was there. there. I took you to meet him. That was the first time you had met him. No, it was a, in the in a, in that con, in that format, right? That you, that okay. it was like I, I I'd met yeah. Dewey before. I'd met. I Dewey know before. you had met Dewey before. You never had a session with him. I'm just I'm saying in that format. So I asked for him to. I asked for time with him to for us to come up. And be with him with the horses, and have you be with him with the horses? Okay, I don't remember. And so that I way. hung back. They were we were in the corral, and I hung back. Like I was probably twenty feet away. I don't remember you being there. I was right there. All right, so I got in the corral. <laughs> this is, by the way, speaking of blind spots, <laughs> this is also what was happening for him at the time, where he couldn't be with me. <laughs> he couldn't be with what was there for him. So y'all can put it together. I but blocked anyway, you out of my memory. <laughs> he apparently. does this a lot still sometimes when oh, he's working with someone. Yeah, that stinks. So, right. um, anyway, so yeah, he took you over. I remember even where it was in the corral. Like he took you over. You think so? You think, okay, okay, well, go ahead. You can tell it from your memory. I'm going to cut all this out so I look good. <laughs> I can totally believe that you would, too. You're going to edit it and say, I'm going to listen. If I ever listen, I would listen to it and be like, that is not what happened. You'll be like, yeah, but I edited it, so it made a better story. <laughs> yep. I look good all the time. Um, so the... I got in the corral with the horses and the idea is that the horses, you, you can explain equine therapy later on, but anyway, the, the horses all left, went to the other side of the corral. <laughs> Their ears were back. And I remember like, that was weird. And I looked over at Dewey and he just looked at me. He goes, what the fuck are you so angry about? And I was like, I'm not fucking angry. I'm fine. You laughed. You laughed. You were like, you had this look of sort of shock and surprise Total on shock. your face. Total shock. And I, we can talk about it how skillful that was that if he missed it or whatever, because I couldn't see it. No, you couldn't be with it. It, it was so 180 degrees. Yeah. And I learned from that experience to, that you just kind of throw it out there. The person is just going to blow you off and be like, you're crazy. Yeah. But if you walk them through that, this is what I try to do with my clients where they discover it. They go, oh, you right. know what? I'm really pissed uh, off. Yeah. You're like, Oh, right. Tell me about that. Yeah. You know, and then it's their idea and they don't yeah, fight it, but sure. that's another thing. But anyway, he, I just couldn't see it at the time. And it, and it was, Months it before, was months. <laughs> it was another story. <laughs> yep. Before I was like, "Oh, that motherfucker was right." I was I'm mad. Just, <laughs> yeah, I remember you turned to me and you were like, "I think I might be angry." <laughs> I was like, "You think?" <laughs> so uh, yeah, but that's that's an example of like, what can't I be with? I'm so yeah. disconnected from yeah. this. 
And I was Mr. Personal Growth. Personal, I was in men's groups and like all the shadow work stuff. And it was still back there. Yeah. Nope. Not going to see it. Not going to. It was it was that was that was a fun time. Yeah. And I mean, and, and <laughs> I like that we can tell those stories and laugh about them. And 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 it, I I totally appreciate your willingness to share that that of, of about you it, because that's how it goes. I mean, that's that's really how it is. We have competing commitments like we, we, you at the time, you had a lot of competing commitments, which were, I'm in love with this woman. I've just sold my business and traveled, like moved across the country. I've like left my old life. I'm tra- I'm choosing to create this new life. Everything that I've chosen here in this new land, I want in my life. So there was a lot, I don't want to, like, I, I think there was I would expect there was probably an aspect of you that was like, I don't want to disrupt things. We just got married. We're having a good time. There's nothing really wrong here. So I think that there was there you, it's not, it doesn't always make clear sense even to the person that's that we're, if they're doing it with themselves, it, 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 it actually makes more sense internally of like, yeah, of course I would just shut that part of me out or away Mm -hmm. because of all this. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I think that that's, really important to name because, you know, we talk about blind spots as like, oh, we need to ideally be curious and loving and be willing to turn towards them. But there's a lot that goes into turning away from them. <laughs> there's a lot that our, we it manufacture that help us. Yeah. That help us make, like, we kind of construct this reality where it's like, it makes perfect sense to turn away from it. Why wouldn't I turn away from yeah. it? Yeah, And having that compassion there, I think that's a big deal. It's like, it makes total sense that you would want to turn away from yeah. this. And neither of these things need to be wrong or bad. Right. Yeah. And if we want to feel more at peace, then we want to be willing to get curious and turn into it and consider yeah. it. Um, and yet that, that moment of like, really, there's like this really no way I, I, I can think of this, this. Fortunately, it's been many times in my life where it's just pointed out. It's like, no way. Yeah. There's, there's usually this like, no, that's not a thing. And then it's like, it is a thing. Yeah. Damn it. Right. And, um, but it can sneak up on us in that way. And I, I, I think if I'm somebody and I'm listening to this and I'm stuck, I feel like I'm in this place where I can't move forward. I do not see a doorway. I can only see a wall and I'm at war with myself. Yeah. Then consider there's something I'm not willing to see. Yeah. And if, I'm, if I was willing to see it and I was willing to get curious about it, then the doorway would open. It yeah. would be really challenging, mm-hmm. but it's the way through. Yeah. When I see a lot of people suffering and struggling with themselves and staying stuck for years, yeah. whether it's in a relationship mm-hmm. or a career or mm-hmm. just in their own way of dealing with themselves, mm-hmm. being in isolation and just thinking that if they keep hammering this nail, mm-hmm. that's going to fix it. Um, it's It's tough. It's tough to see that. And often the only way to see it is to hold up a mirror and say, yeah. what do you see here? And, and then it's like, ooh, I don't want to see that. Yeah, totally. You know, there's a lot of, you know, in sort of like the history of psychology, there's a lot of sort of eras, um, uh, generations of psychology that supported that. What do you mean? Supported. Looking er- away. Eradicating aspects of yourself. Yeah. Or well, managing. The role managing, of religion. So, oh, there's a pileated woodpecker. And managing them. So. <laughs> love birds. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, you know, managing it to the so so much that it's it's managing. It's not actually right. being with and opening. Well, let's to talk or, about that because the, if I am in a in an environment that supports 
denying these things. Yeah. So if I'm with a partner that's like, yeah, or, shut it down. Or like, I can't, I can't do this personal work because I've got a job to do and I can't melt down all the time at work. I can't possibly turn towards my sadness or my anger or whatever. Right. You know, like there's lots of reasons people right. turn away from well, it. It's interesting. Okay. So, and you know, hey, take it or leave it. You can consider this possibility or not, but it, but it would also just be where have I created an environment that encourages me to turn away from this and to, and to yeah. hide from it or mm -hmm. to like, you know, yeah. push it away. Yeah. And, um, what do they gain from that? So if, if they, if it's not okay for them, if I am a certain way, mm -hmm. is that okay? Is that the world I want to live in? Is mm -hmm. it, is it the ideology that I've adopted? Maybe it's the way I've been raised or the, the group that I'm mm -hmm. a part of. If they're like, shut it down, uh -huh. you are not allowed to be mm -hmm. the, those parts of yourself are not allowed to be here. Is that where you want to be versus I get to be, I'm encouraged to be more of who I, who I am. And the, the word that's coming up is wholeness, right? Yeah. Wholeness is not, I'll be all of myself when I cut these parts off. It's I am all of myself when I can bring even the parts of me I'm not crazy about. They yeah. get to be uh, a part of me too. So I can hear things coming up in my brain, which is like, well, if I allow this, it's going to take over everything. Is that, let's talk about that because that's the fear. If I have my sadness or if I have this other behavior, a lot of people are afraid of like, well, if I allow myself to be, I'll be lazy. There's this always thing like, if I let this thing, ha if I give it an inch, it'll take a mile mm -hmm. and it'll take over my life. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think, I mean, I, you know, in my experience with people, there's, the fears and the imaginings of, you know, the, what if I actually turn towards this or what it will be like, which in all reality creates more suffering than if you just turn towards it. <laughs> cause, cause I think in, in truth, if we really authentically turn towards the thing, it, it doesn't take long. Like it, it, it if, mean? if let's say, let's say someone needs to turn towards their sadness. Okay. I'm not saying somebody doesn't have a, a ocean of sadness in them that needs to be processed, but but if they haven't ever been willing to turn towards it, and they're willing to just go look at, like let's say it's let's use the metaphor of an ocean, right? Like they're they've got their back turned, they've been doing everything to move away from the coast, and then they just decide like they're working with somebody and they decide, okay, I'm let's just test the theory that I'll get swallowed up. And, and I've got a coach or a therapist with me that'll help me not get swallowed up right now. And mm -hmm. so, so, so they're just going to literally turn their body towards the ocean and experience what it feels like to simply face this sadness. Mm -hmm. Generally, there's a moment of contact with the sadness and they, they, they end up expressing it. They, they feel it and they, they are able to name how intense or how big or how, um, moving it is, or just sad it is, yeah. right? And and a lot of people that haven't done that, that's their work is learning to be with that, to tolerate that there might that might feel big. Mm -hmm. But people that are a little bit more courageous and are willing to to move further, they tend to like if they're really willing to be with it, it changes moment to moment. So they might feel an intense wave of sadness. And then it actually subsides. Hmm. And then another wave of sadness and maybe sort of like some words or something related to the sadness and that, that had has them feel sad in their life. Another wave comes through where that information then shows up and then it subsides. Mm -hmm. So it's very much 
um, it's very, it's really, it's actually quite workable, but most people don't ever get to that point because they, they, they think that it will just engulf them. Yeah. There's lots of different, um, approaches to this. One approach is I just want to name Buddhism because I went to a Buddhist graduate school and, and one of the things I learned there was the difference between pain and suffering. And I'm talking about that right now. Mm-hmm. When we're willing to really truly be with the thing, it changes. It doesn't. It doesn't go on and on and on. It's just kind of constantly morphing and changing, and not in a bad way either. Right. either. It's like, oh wait, ow. there's like the ow pinprick part, and then the pinprick is over. Mm-hmm. And but suffering, on the other hand, is all the things that we do—the imagining, the manufacturing, the managing—the all the things that we do that make it this big bad boogie monster. Right. And and it's going to be awful and unmanageable and all that. So the only other thing I'll say, worst case scenario, somebody that really does like really does need a lot of emoting or a lot of catharsis, like they might need to cry for a day. They might need to curl up in a ball on the floor and just be a sopping mess and snot dripping out of their nose and tears and drool and all. And that's okay. That Mm -hmm. actually passes too. Right. We always think that it's not possible. That's the blind spot right there. Yeah is we always think it's not possible. And so we force something else. Right. And I wouldn't name that this isn't just about grief or sadness because no. I see this as a as a like resisting taking a difficult action. For sure. In life. So it, it's or resisting this idea that I might not be who I think I am. Or I may who not, I think I should be. Right. Exactly. So it's those those difficult moments or where who I think others want me to be. Right. Yeah. So there's this like, oh God, I, if I'm not that person or I'm not this person who I think I should be, that feels like death. That feels like yeah. another form of death. Particularly if we've created and if we've invested in that for our own peace of mind, our own financial success, our own communal success, like community. I was, th- I'm thinking of a, um, another conversation I had and it's really clear that this person is so hungry for community real community, authentic friendships mm-hmm. and community. And she's working so hard to manage what doesn't feel okay for her inside of that. Mm. And it's like, that's that's creating distance moment to moment. Every minute she's with somebody and she's managing that, that's creating distance between her and herself and between her and the person she's with. That's kind of an example of the thing, we, the thing we're doing we're trying to, to have a X, Y, Z in our life mm-hmm. and we can't see the thing we're doing that pushes it away. For that yeah. one gentleman I was talking about, it was his grief for another person. It might be managing the conversation. So it goes a certain way that yeah. that can push the intimacy or the, the connection mm-hmm. that we want away. There's a thing we can't see yeah. that's getting in the way and we continue to do it. We actually think it's trying to help, yeah. but it's the thing that's getting in the way. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, everybody's got to do kind of what they're comfortable with at the time, but you talked about like where that look, have them, you said something like have them look at where kind of like what's the water they're swimming in? Like what, right. where, what's the environment that's supporting this way of being that's not working for them. I like to look at it just integratively. And so what are we doing with our bodies? What are we doing with our emotional body, our physical body, our mental body? What are we doing with our family or our intimate relationships? What are we doing in our community? What are we doing with our spirituality? What are we doing in our work in the world? Those are realms that we can look at, look towards to say, 
oh, this thing actually reinforces me not being able to be my full whole self. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm thinking that first and foremost, we have to just look at, am I isolated? Is this, is this a conversation I only have with myself? Yeah. Or if I have this conversation, I'm with somebody who has the same blind spot yeah. and supports this perspective. Yeah. So it's a willingness to find another environment, as you said, mm -hmm. or a challenging environment, or just a challenge. If I'm stuck here, I'm not seeing something. And I may want to be blame. I want to blame yeah. other things, but I am the the main character in this stuckness. So how can I take a hundred percent responsibility and consider there's something that I'm doing, or there's an, there's something I'm unwilling to consider that keeps me here. Yeah, and I need help seeing that. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean I have to take somebody's word or I have to I, let them be the authority over me. But I would want to. I could get curious there, and mm -hmm. I could I could find people or find ways to take a look at the things that I may not want to see so that I can find other opportunities. But mm -hmm. wanting to go deeper into isolation or just deeper into having, uh, surrounding myself with people that validate that point of view yeah, um, is a recipe for the, more of that suffering, as you said. Yeah. And I think even before, like, you're absolutely right. And I, I think that that's for the people that are aware that they're surrounding themselves well, with people they're to, supporting. Like, well, that's what I want to say. Like if I'm stuck and I've been stuck and all I do is kind of like want to talk about my stuckness and it's yeah. not getting anywhere, mm -hmm. then consider that that's actually not a, a wall there, that, that there's a door in yeah. there and it's something I'm unwilling to see. Yeah. So what could I, what could I introduce into my system that would interrupt the way that I'm thinking and, and challenge me to think differently or challenge me to, to see things differently and I could just consider that. You all right? I have to burp. <laughs> Let it rip, girl. It's coming. I just don't have it yet. Let's see what you got. You fucking knock it back. Like, do I lean away from the mic to do it? Would you get you go to the you go to the Circle K? You got just some pork rinds and a Mountain Dew, and you're just like, you? that would be awesome if I could do that right now. So uh, my question, one last bit here. The question here: What if somebody's doing it to someone else? So I'm thinking of someone I know who basically pins it all on their partner. Are you talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that you I'm said not, that. I know you're not talking about me. Porn <laughs> <Blind> spot. We're going to cut that out. Man, I can't. I should probably start listening to these. You <laughs> edit these. <laughs> um, all right, so they pin it all. Their their yeah. problem. All their problems are their partners. It's their partner. Their stop. partners doing all these things. And mm -hmm. if they would just stop, then everything would be great. You're asking me. Uh huh. Oh, I'm always like would take 100 percent responsibility. So what? Why would you choose to be with this person then? Yeah. Why would you choose to be in this environment? You're choosing it. You wake up every day and you choose it. Mm -hmm. And so I would just, I, that's a, a first challenge is you woke up again today and you chose this again. So why? Mm -hmm. And get them out. That's a, just a victim mindset. So if you're helpless and you're powerless and you can't do anything, I'll just shift it back to what's within your power. What has you choose this? And usually when we start to just chip away at what they're choosing, they can start to see that they're hiding from something too. It may take a while, but yeah. that's, that's essentially where I, I go in there. I just don't allow it. To, like I'll, I've even said to people, we're not going to talk about the other person at all. We're going to take them off the table mm -hmm. and come back to why you choose this, this environment, this scenario. Mm -hmm. And so, so if they're like, 
Well, I'm a gave up my job and got married and, and now we have this young child and so I'm completely dependent on him and I'm and I like this is our life now. Mhm. Yeah, wow, you're fucked. <laughs> End of session. <laughs> <laughs> you're the only person who ever you're did the that only and their whole lives just ended. <laughs> this is it. Billions of people and you're the one. You're just that's it. Yeah, I'll just go right along with them. I think that's a good place that's to stop terrible. for today. Yeah. So you're so so screwed. So anyway, just I just want to bottom line this, that again, if we're feeling stuck, we feel like we don't have options. What are you pointing at? Well, that, it was, that stopped doing the thing. Look, it's not. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay, never mind. This is Dick Crew 101. <laughs> <laughs> this is Geek Squad over here. <laughs> you remember when you got mad when I called you Geek Squad? I don't know. Sounds, sounds funny now, but it must have been a certain <laughs> sleepless right. morning. Let's bottom line this. If, if I'm stuck, I'll just own this. If I'm stuck and I'm making it about everything other than me, or even if it's parts of me, like it, it's this part mm-hmm. and I need to kill this part, mm-hmm. chances are I'm not seeing a doorway or an opportunity. I'm at war instead of getting curious. There, there's just so much there and being willing to take a look at the things that I can own or the things that I can integrate into my life will probably go much easier, much, um, I'm lost. My let, let, let me just, you're so out of it today. Let me just help. <laughs> <laughs> I wish the, I wish they could I see my body language right now. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Got my legs crossed and my arms crossed. I'm giving you the hand. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> no, actually, you know, in all seriousness, I, I mean, really what we're talking about, whether we're managing a thing and cutting, it a, to me. cutting a thing away <laughs> or <laughs> I'll do what you do. How about that? Um, <laughs> so whether we're managing a thing or, or like trying to cut it away, eradicate it, or whether we're, you know, trying to manage a thing in somebody else, or we have to, we think we have to be a certain way so the world will love us or whatever it is. It's all ultimately... Like if we take away all the twisted formulas of how we think we can get there, it's all for more love. So that's the paradoxical point is, is if we simply turn to the thing with love, it gets us in this to the same end is if we're like, we try to manage and do all these extracurriculars and all the extra efforts and all the things, right. that's the thing that people somehow so easily forget, but yeah. it's really what it's actually all about is love. So if we can turn towards ourselves, if we can turn towards aspects of ourselves that we haven't been able to be with, with love, where does that get us? Yeah. And I love that. And I think it's also, it, it may be a little granular as acceptance, right? So if it's like, I'm doing this to be accepted. So the path to being accepted is to not accept a part of myself. Mm-hmm. And if I recognize that that paradox is there, I think what you're saying is, where can I be more accepting of who I am? Yeah. Not, I'll be more acceptable once I get rid of these things. And so yeah. if I'm ultimately wanting that acceptance, whatever that may look like, that love, mm-hmm. then move towards the thing that is unacceptable right. with that love and with that acceptance. Doesn't mean you let it dominate your life or control mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff, but that instead of going to war, bring that, that forgiveness and that acceptance. Mm-hmm. How's that? Does that feel like a good that closing? Great. That was great. Uh, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. I like it when you're willing to be humble. 
You know what? This is going to come around and bite you. And I'm sure it will. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've been shit. sitting you, in your little You fuck ca- with been, me all day long. So, you, I, you know what? I haven't. I haven't you're been, just, you, can, uh-huh. you do a good job keeping your composure in the recorded sessions, but you got to, you fuck with me all day long. Come oh, on. Is that right? You cannot say, you cannot admit, you can't say you don't. I just send you flowers and oh, write you little shit. love notes and stuff. <laughs> If these interviews are helping you, please leave a positive review on whatever podcast app you use so that others can discover the show more easily.